Good afternoon, Hawkeye Nation. It is National Signing Day, a fun, fun day. Busy, busy day, busy, busy time. And yes, there has been some negative stuff going on. I should say disappointing news items over the last 24 hours. Um, but we are here talking Iowa Signing Day and National Signing Day, the Hawkeyes 2023 class, which I believe is just about uh, completely inked in. And yes, the I already see a comment. We'll discuss the Caden Proctor situation on this show, folks. Um, we've got four hours to do it. We've got Iowa Hawkeye signees jumping on the show throughout the afternoon. Appreciate everybody who is here so far. We got about 50 people here jumping on at the outset. Um, this is going to be a little different than a normal live show here at From the Hawkeye of the Storm. And the reason I say that is four hours is a long, long time. <laughs> so if you were here a year ago, or it may, I would I guess a lot of you started following the channel uh, in the in the past year. But if you were here a year ago at this time, um, this is not the first time I've done one of these live shows. It does involve quite a bit of work, quite a bit of planning, quite a bit of scheduling. So I appreciate everybody supporting the show um, please be patient because there will probably be moments during this show um, where there's not a lot going on. And as I say, a lot, a lot going on. I may have to pause to do some uh, promoting on social media. Here's one way you can help, folks, as we uh, truck through this this afternoon. Uh, please do this at the outset. And if you need to go away from the stream for a second, go ahead and do that. First, please scroll down and hit the like button, right? It's a little thumbs up if you're on a desktop, whatever. I know it's a little bit harder to find maybe on a smart TV. Please do that. All right. Please do that because um, certainly that helps uh, us in the algorithm, helps this show. More people will be able to find the content. And certainly, if you're not subscribed, um, I, I appreciate you watching the show. Please subscribe. That does help. Uh, hit the little bell for notifications because we're doing live stuff all year round, including Iowa basketball post game shows. We'll be doing an Iowa basketball post game show after the Eastern Illinois game today. Yes, the game got moved up to 2 30 which means it'll end at about 4 30 which means i'll be going live at five right after i go off the air on this show so i hope people appreciate the content trying to do uh, my best appreciate gary close coach gary close who i expect to be joining us on that show at about 5 p.m central time and again the athletes who have uh, taken time who will be taking time uh, out of their afternoon to uh, make this show a priority. I appreciate that as well. Uh, we're going to be taking your calls, taking your chats, taking your questions. Um, if I get behind on the chat, it does not mean that I forgot about you or your your uh, uh, contribution isn't important. That's not what it means. Um, I've got a, a, a friend here who's kind of helping uh, in in the background. So if I need something, I may have to uh, go off camera for a second and, and ask him for some assistance. So again, hang tight. I don't have you know, 20 producers or even I don't have any producers. <laughs> I don't have people who can uh, help do all the behind the scenes stuff. So uh, I'm trying to manage the chat, manage the call line, manage interviews, social media, all that stuff. So um, I'm not complaining about it. I enjoy doing it. But just please be patient if there are moments where uh, I have to take a moment. All right. Um, yeah, I see uh, Jesse in the chat. Uh, I, I don't understand why the University of Iowa scheduled two basketball games on the same day as signing day. That makes no sense to me. Uh, and, and you may say, well, they, they weren't supposed to fall in the afternoon. Well, you're right. The winter storm moved those games up, and I understand why they did that. What I have a problem with is National Signing Day is a spectacle, and football is the biggest sport, obviously. It's the biggest money-making sport, revenue-producing sport uh, for the university. I just don't understand why you need to find a way to – 
um, give any fans reason not to watch one of your two basketball teams, which are, by the way, number two, I think number three. I think women's basketball is a uh, uh, wrestling's pretty close, right? Re- wrestling and women's basketball would certainly be 3A and 3B for the University of Iowa. I just don't understand why you, you could schedule these games. I would think you could have scheduled these games on Thursday. You certainly could have scheduled them on Tuesday. But you got a doubleheader today. They got moved up. So those games, the women are, I believe, are underway as we speak. So I'll try to give you some updates on that as well. But certainly we're talking football here throughout the afternoon. Um, so first things first, uh, I, I mentioned liking the cha- uh, liking the uh, video, the stream. Certainly subscribe if you haven't done so. Uh, I say this and sometimes I feel like I'm talking to a wall. I know some of you do this and I do appreciate it. But if you're on social media, and I know most of you are in some form of social media, whether it be Facebook, TikTok, uh, you know, whatever, uh, Twitter, Instagram, please take a moment to copy, hit that little share button on this stream and share it out to your friends. If, if you pull in one or two friends, imagine if everybody did that. Imagine we got 105 people watching right now. If all 105 people brought even one friend, we double our, our view count and that would help the channel. So please do that. Um, that is much appreciated. Take a moment again. If you have to leave the stream and come back, that's okay uh, because that will help us in the long run. And uh, certainly, if you are interested in sponsoring any of the content, uh, hopefully you recognize that there's hard work being put in, not just by me, but by other people to make the content the best of the best right here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. You can reach out to me by email from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. And, um, We've got one of our sponsors who's been gracious enough to sponsor the show today. We'll talk about them here in a little bit. You can also donate to the channel. Um, there are links to Venmo, Cash App, PayPal in the description below. You're welcome to, to uh, donate via Super Chat, but I can tell you this, folks. The Super Chat option, uh, YouTube takes a significant cut. I, I'm not going to you know, complain about that. I appreciate that being there available, but uh, PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, if you can do so. Uh, those are available by means of uh, the description below. All right, we've got the phone line open. We've got people waiting in StreamYard, and uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, recruits coming in here soon. So let's hang tight. Let's get to our first caller on the phone line. Thank you for calling from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Who's on the line? All right. Don't know what that was. We'll move on to our next caller. The Storm. Who's on the line? Hello, thank you for calling. Who's on the line? Hello? Is this Kellen? Kellen, you're on the air. Kellen, can you hear me? Kellen's gone. All right, well, we tried. We're 0 for 2. We struck out. Um, so let's just hope this uh, we don't get three strikes and you're out. Oh, as for Hawks, are you with us? I'm here. Hey, can you hear me? Honest, sir. I can hear you loud and clear. I'm always here, so don't worry about me. <laughs> I appreciate that. How's your afternoon going? It's going well, prepared for the weather coming in. I just wanted to mention, you said something about Thursday, scheduling games Thursday. I understand why the universities, any university in Iowa is moving games away from Thursday with the threat of a blizzard coming in. So well, to, my- me, it, to me, it's very understandable. Well, my issue, well, well, my issue was not. First of all, the games were scheduled for Wednesday originally. I'm, I'm not advocating for them to be pushed back. I'm just saying yeah. when they were scheduled in the first place, the university had reason to believe that, that they knew when national signing. You know when national signing day is. 
So why schedule these games on a Wednesday in the first place? That's my problem. It, yeah, I, I, I think normally that would not happen other than the weather, but that's it. Um, I wanted well, to talk. I'm just saying they're, yeah. they're already scheduled. They were already scheduled yeah. today. Oh, okay. I got you. They were scheduled before the weather. You know, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, that, that didn't make any sense. But you're right. If they'd fallen on Thursday, they might have been canceled because they wouldn't yeah. be able to move them up. It wouldn't have made a difference. Anyways, yeah. I mainly I just I wanted to, to uh, say something about Caden Proctor and okay. and so, and some of the comments that are going on. Um, kind of, I don't want to say bashing the kid, but the talking to them about the timeline in which he did it. You know, one day before signing day and and things like that and i think that we need to realize that there's a new day and era in college football college football is not what it was 25 years ago or 20 years ago you know when you signed you stayed period you know or you didn't um once you've made it a commitment you stuck with it that i'm sorry but that boat has left the harbor I don't think it's ever coming back. So I think we're just going to have to learn with live or learn to live with the fact that some of these kids are going to change their mind. My other point was, and I love my Hawkeyes. I love Iowa, but I have to say, I, I play football in high school and small college. If I had an offer to play at Alabama, as opposed to Iowa with, excuse me, a much larger chance of playing in the national championship game. I tell you what, that would be awful hard to turn down under any circumstance, even if I have family in Iowa and things like that. And, and I understand all those things and those things are extremely important, but we are talking about teenagers here, guys. We're not talking about 30 year or 40 year old adults. So, you know, things like that are going to turn their heads. And I don't begrudge anybody going after something that might be a dream of theirs. But anyway, um, the only other thing I, I, I've noticed before you came on, I was looking at the screen and I saw the picture of all those um, signees coming. And I, I couldn't, the thought going through my head is, man, there's a lot of young faces there. <laughs> I, that, that's really all I had to say. And thank you for taking my call. Appreciate Corey, it. Sir. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. And, and he's right. Absolutely right. I mean, uh, that's that was my big fear yesterday. Like Caden Proctor, I wish him the best. I know some people don't. Some people begrudge him because of his decision to flip yesterday. And I get it to an extent. But he's a human being. He's an 18 year old kid. I mean, just like, you know. He's going to do what he's going to do. There's no reason to go to social media and whine about it. It is what it is. I get being frustrated. He's the biggest recruit, biggest, highest rated recruit. Maybe the biggest, like actually size-wise as well. 683, whatever he is, 320. Uh, but uh, there, there's no reason to whine about it. And, and let's be honest. Uh, the, the timing of it is unfortunate. What you don't want is you don't want the situation with Caden Proctor to overshadow the number of young athletes who are uh, signing today, who have signed today and are, are I mean, making life-changing decisions today. I understand the fanfare and the acclaim and all that good stuff as it relates to Caden Proctor. I get that. Hopefully, I mean, we're going to have those discussions today. we got four hours on the air. we got recruits coming on here. We're going to be taking your calls. Again, questions. But the bottom line is there were a lot of there's a lot of great things to talk about and futures who are changed based on decisions that were made 
in the past couple of years that will be uh, finalized today, that have been finalized today via um, signing their national letters of intent. So uh, appreciate the phone call. And I see uh, Leo's on hold, but I believe we've got uh, Alex Moda joining the show. Alex, welcome to the show, sir. What's going on? Thank you. Well, Alex, uh, first of all, you, you are the first right out of the gates here this afternoon, and mm-hmm. uh, we just want to say congratulations on your signing today. How does it feel now to officially be a part of the Swarm? Uh, pretty cool. I know the guys are all excited. I know we're excited to get down there this summer, so it's be pretty dope. And Alex, we had you on the show before. You, you understand, and this we had—I believe we had you on the show before the season started. So you understand that wide receiver is a position of need here. Yep. And you—you you bring speed. You bring. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a versatile skill set because you played a lot of quarterback in high school. Um, for those, and, and we'll certainly share that interview out. I encourage people to go back on the channel and watch that interview we had with you a while back. But tell people what they can expect once Alex Moda gets to uh, campus. Uh, they can expect a lot of things. You know, I can kick return, punt return. You know, a lot of special teams too. Get on the field right away, and then the offense. You know, deep threat. Me and Marco, that'd be pretty cool. You know, K too. You know, like quick hitches, you know, and just make things happen in space. So that's what they can expect. And correct me if I'm wrong, you were um, throughout high school, you played quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, you were a guy who was dual threat. Mm-hmm. But as, as time went on this season, you primarily were at wide receiver, correct? Uh, I was at wide receiver for the first game. I didn't get the ball. I got the ball like three times. So they switched me to running back the second game. And I was mostly a running back, and I'll go out and slot every once in a while. So my my question to you, Alex, is do, what sort of a transition period has Kelton Copeland and the Iowa offensive staff talked to you about? I mean, what what is that going to be like? At least I know you've not, you haven't done it yet, but mm-hmm. that's got to be somewhat nerve wracking to to kind of go in head first into a position group that again yeah. needs help. Yeah, he pretty much said that. Honestly, I know all three positions on the field, you know, the slot and then both sides of the field. So it's pretty, pretty even. And um, obviously, you, we mentioned your speed. Yep. You are a guy who can take the top off of defense, which yep. I believe Iowa needs. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, what, as, far, as it relates to your strengths, we've talked about this in the past. How would you sum up your strengths that you believe you bring to, to Iowa as a pass catcher? Uh, me, I can track the ball pretty well. I didn't get very many catches this year, but the catches I was able to catch, I caught them. And then this be able to just read the defense too, you know, sit in the zones, you know, burn a DB or safety when it's needed to. So I think that's what I bring. And uh, being close to home, yeah. Uh, and as it relates to signing today and making it official, mm-hmm. feel to know that you're able to be a part of a, a school that you've been following and, and been around your entire life. Yeah, pretty much. My family's moving to Corville. They're going to be about 10, 15 minutes away from the campus, so that's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I do, I'm do. i curious on this. So the, playing quarterback a lot in high school, yeah. is that equi- do you feel like that equips you better for understanding the passing game? Yeah. Having not played wide receiver, but you have that experience. Certainly, you're not, you're not going from being a DB in high school exclusively mm-hmm. to being a uh, – to being a receiver, you actually are part of the passing game. What do you take from being a quarterback at the high school level that you think will help you at Iowa? Well, it's when I started actually like understanding the game more as a QB because you know I had to study the playbook, you know, go watch film, what's the defense doing, and stuff like that. 
so just just being able to like manipulate the defense, you know, to see what they're doing, their tendencies and what zones they're in, all that coverages, it just helped me a lot to receiver and then, you know, just be able to sit in those zones and all that stuff. Um, two four seven sports has got you at six one one seventy five. Is that accurate? Yeah, I'm about like one eighty now during basketball season. It's pretty solid. And uh, I guess kind of my final question, Alex, you um, have been a committed for a while now. Yep. Um, you are a guy who's active on social media. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, social media is an integral part of recruiting. You, yeah. you have been a recruiter yourself. Um, what's it been like kind of being a, a recruiter for the university since you committed? It's pretty cool. You know, get to know the guys a lot more. I really want to ace it, but he wants somewhere else. But that's his decision, you know, what's best for him. I've talked to the receivers, you know. I'm rooming with Dayton, so we're going to try to get that connection going, get her early. You know, I've talked to Marco, too. So, yes, it was uh, really fun, to be honest. And correct me if I'm wrong, you are enrolling in the summer, correct? Yeah, in the summer. So you and Dayton will be roommates and uh, we'll be able to build that bond. He, of yeah. course, has a very intriguing skill set at six foot five. Yeah. It's indicated he might be closer to six, six. Mm-hmm. Very, very unique skill set you two bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about his his background with basketball and how it's helped him, you know, specifically with jumping and being able mm-hmm. to win those jump balls. You, of course, would probably attest the same. How does being a part of other sports at the high school level equip you for Iowa? Uh, definitely the competition, you know, just being able to compete against somebody else really helps you, you know, get that winning mentality because we're winning some games right now. You know, lockdown of defense, the energy, and being a leader on the court too. This translates to the field. You mentioned Marco. Uh, yeah. Mason Newsom, who just yeah. committed to Kansas State, unfortunately. Uh-huh. There's always a transfer portal, Alex. True. <laughs> so, but I want to ask you specifically about this class. Uh, have you grown a t- into a tight relationship with Marco? Are there guys that you, um, obviously you're going to be living with Dayton, so mm-hmm. you're close to Dayton, but are there other guys in this class that you've grown tight with? Yeah, definitely Marco. Definitely during our uh, official visit, I think all of the recruits, we all hung out a lot. We all kind of like took a piece from each other, you know, understand each other more. So I definitely think we'll be able to reunite a lot more better when we get into the summer, you know, just reconnect again. And uh, we talked about it too. And this, I promise, this is my final question for mm-hmm. you. We talked about it last interview. What was it about Coach Kel- uh, Copeland and Iowa that, besides just being a homegrown kid and there being a need here for electrifying guys out yeah. wide, what was what made it so easy to make this decision when you did? Well, I didn't commit just off the coaches. I just committed off the school, you know, because I was a great school. I'm gonna be able to get my my degree there too. So that's gonna be pretty cool. And then. I met Coach Copeland after I said I wanted to play receiver. And then, the, you know, they just, the odds just fell in. It was, he was a pretty good coach, you know, talked to me about what's it like to be there, you know, the struggles, the pauses, all that stuff. And um, that was my last question, but Ryan mm-hmm. in our chat has a question for you. He wants to know if you know Tegan Davis, the recent commit from uh, Princeton, Illinois, that just uh, committed a few days ago. Uh, I mean, we've talked in the group chat, but like I haven't really talked to him personally now. Okay, quite an athlete himself. Yeah, a lot of quarterback in high school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's a well, DB, right? Yeah, so yeah, you, okay, you two yeah. will be matching up against each other, I'm sure. Uh uh-huh, Yeah. Um, early and often. Um, yeah. Alex, uh, again, Alex Moda from uh, Marion in Eastern Iowa, just uh, not too many miles away from uh, 
Iowa City. And good to hear your family will be yeah. even closer in Coralville. Making yeah. Down 380 and uh, standing at 6-1, about 180 now as yeah. we head into uh, um, 2023. And we'll, we'll see you here in the summer. Congratulations on the big day. Thank uh, you. Hey, Alex, the signing. And, and yeah. we look forward to seeing you making some big plays here soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Alex Moda. Uh, Marion receiver who is now officially a member of the Iowa Hawkeyes appreciate Alex hopping on the show and, and being a part of it and uh, boy he, he is a guy who is going to be very 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 important I think that's uh, it's true of all of Iowa's receivers but uh, I mean rate ratings wise he, he's the top guy I mean uh, certainly like Dayton Howard's upside he's a guy who kind of was a late bloomer uh, went off his senior year of high school uh, Jerry at Bowie is a guy that Iowa needed and got late in the cycle, but Alex Moda has been here throughout. He hasn't wavered in his commitment. Yes, he's a homegrown kid. It's not real often that you have a lot of uh, skill position players like Alex Moda from the state of Iowa. I mean, he is a unique skill set, and yes, Iowa's gotten some you know, Brody Brexton opportunity uh, of a guy from from Ankeny. Uh, Arlen Bruce moved up here, but you know he was originally the Kansas City area. Moda's a speedster. And I think Alex is going to fit in well. They're going to give him something that Iowa can utilize. He, he may play early. Uh, he's not enrolling early, but the, he may play early simply because of need and simply because of his skill set. One thing, if you look at Iowa's roster and how they've been recruiting at that position, a lot of bigger guys, and that's okay. But Coach Don Patterson has talked about that on this show in the past. You can have big guys, but you know, look at a guy like Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, uh, at one point in his career, I think you could have said confidently that he was the best receiver in the league, and the guy's not even six foot, I don't think. So um, guys who can take the top off a of defense, height is somewhat overrated at times. Um, and Iowa's got tall guys. Brody Breck's a tall guy. Jacob Bostic, 6'2". Dayton Howard, 6'5", 6'6". Jerry Abui, 6'2", and six, maybe 6'3". Moda's 6'1", but he's a guy who I would consider to be more of a speedster, but he's got decent height as well. So so good stuff. Appreciate Alex Moda uh, being here. And uh, Leo asked us in our private chat, will he play right away? Well, possibility. It's obviously easier when you uh, are enrolled early. But again, he's been committed for a while. He's been prepping for this a while. And the need at receiver uh, is one. And, and we don't know what I was going to do in the portal at that position. They've been trying to go after Seth Anderson, the kid from Charleston Southern. Last update I got is... Sounds like maybe he'll wait a little longer before he makes a decision. I don't know that we're going to get a decision. I don't think we're going to get a decision in the next week or two. Sounds like he may we may not get a decision from him until January. So it sounded for a while after he visited Iowa, I was told, hey, he may we we may hear from something from Seth Anderson quickly. Sounds like that's been put on the back burner, and he's going to take his time a bit here. I don't think it'll be extended, but he's not signing today, and. Uh, it, it, what I, it depends on what Iowa gets in the portal. If they get a couple of guys like Tesla from uh, Hillsdale, Division II kid that a lot of schools are after, and Seth Anderson, then you can assume that some of these younger guys can take time to develop. But otherwise, you may call on a Jacob Bostic or an Alex Moda to be early contributors. Um, and that's why the bowl game is important. You get the guys like Jacob Bostic. Certainly Deontay Vines hasn't played a whole lot. Get those guys going now. Um, if they can have a big showing and gain some confidence uh, in Nashville, uh, that will certainly pay dividends. Um, and trial by fire can, I mean, there, there, there are growing pains associated with being thrown into the lineup right away, regardless of position, but dividends are big. And Caleb Johnson's a perfect example. Caleb Johnson, I know we're see 
running back and receiver different playing early. Certainly running backs uh, a lot easier to learn. That position is probably the easiest to learn on the football field, on football team, on offense or defense, I would guess. Um, you know, it'd be a better question for a guy like Coach Patterson, but uh, Moda's going to have an opportunity. You see freshman receivers play. Um, it's not like being an offensive lineman or a tackle um, or a linebacker. So would not be surprised if we see Alex Moda relatively early. Let's get to Leo, who has been on hold. Leo, welcome to the show, sir. How you doing, Corey? Dude, I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Hey, so the gentleman that just called Alex Moda, he reminds me, I haven't really seen him, but his size and stuff, he kind of reminds me like it would be neat if I would use him like we use uh, A.J. Henning. A.J. Henning is uh, a slot guy. He's okay. Henning. fast. Henning. Yeah, Henning. He's, I he's, heard um, say Henning, and I'm thinking Chad Henning. Okay, yes. No, Henning. A.J. Henning, not Chad yep, Henning. I do remember I, him. Oh, I haven't heard his name in a long time. You're talking to everybody that you're a Michigan fan, correct? Right, right. So, you know, AJ's about 5'10, 185. Speed guy, returns kicks. No, we get him in there for trickery plays and things. And it sounds like he's a Swiss Army knife. So, looks like a good little pickup for you guys. Oh, and Corey, so I wanted to congratulate you guys on Eric All. My goodness. No, let's talk about Eric All. He's a guy who signed today. My goodness. That's got to be Cade. I guarantee you Cade's fingerprints is all over that. I guarantee. Um, and you remember we were talking about Cade's connection to everybody. I don't know if you've seen Mikey Sanders still. Did you see his uh, his tweet to Cade? No. He said that he is 100% the reason he flipped his commitment to come to the University of Michigan. It was because of Cade McNamara. Again, we talked about him having uh, the locker room. And he's going to have yours. He's just a good guy. He got Eric all over there. I know he did. And if you don't know Eric all and McNamara connection, ask Penn State. They'll tell they they know about it. Right. So that final little crossing pattern over to Eric all and he took it to the house. Oops. Sorry. 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 I have my son here too. Go. I have my two year old. Um, so did that surprise <clears throat> you as a Michigan fan that Eric all? I mean, that he went in the portal. It seemed like that took a lot of Michigan fans by. by yeah, surprise. it not only surprised me. Sounds like a little bitter about something. I don't know what it would could be. Or, um, he's a stud. He is a stud. He's big. He's fast. He blocks tenaciously. Uh, he's. I know you guys had Laporta. The only thing about Laporta is, for me, it seemed like he. Uh, Nobody would guard him or something, or they wouldn't cover him. He just seemed to be open all the time. But Eric All is a good receiver, man. He or a good tight end. He, you're not losing much. You're not going to lose much. There's for the record, Leo. I mean, certainly I'm no tight ends coach, but there's usually a reason why these guys are open. open, open. I would yeah. say I would say it's probably a, tri- a testament to. Sam Laporta and what he's doing. The reason he's open, open over and over. Yeah, again. no. Well, I mean, you're, he, you're the only guy in the offense too that that is, and that's the case much of this year. Spencer Petrus wasn't comfortable with many other, especially when Nico Regani was out. It was the Sam Laporta show, and the fact that he continued to get open is a testament to his, I think, his ability to translate to the next. I think he's gonna be a great tight end in the NFL. Oh, great! Yeah, definitely. He got the speed, the size. He's kind of tenacious when he runs. I like him, uh, but his level and Eric All's level is not too much of a 
a different. I'm telling you, Aaron Call is going to yep. make, especially with McNamara quarterback, he's going to make a huge difference there for you guys. And we assume Luke Lachey, Iowa tight end Luke Lachey, who I know Michigan fans don't know as much about. You assume he'll take a big jump. They've got a transfer in from uh, uh, graduate transfer, a fifth year guy in from Lafayette from developed this year. Maybe he contributes. You may see some three tight end sets finally again. It's been a while since we've seen a lot of those uh, minus around the goal line. So yeah, it will be interesting to see how they use all and will they get more than one year out of a guy like. Eric Hall. I, I would guess if he has a good year, he'll be jumping back to the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so how's your transfer portal? I mean, how's your how's your signing day going today? Uh, other than the, the obvious news that broke yesterday, uh, uh, it's a, a great day, right? I mean, uh, I think it's a very balanced class across, and Iowa did some good work late in the, in the cycle to make up for some, I don't say weaknesses, but some some holes, especially at receiver. Um, so, and they got a guy in Terrell Washington who, you know, we'll see kind of maybe like a Tyrone Tracy, you can move him kind of around the field, move him in the backfield. We'll see what they do with him, but, uh, they need help in the trenches. They need help at, at wide receiver. And I, uh, you know, you're positive about guys like Alex Moda because, uh, you need playmakers and, yeah. and he's, he's the guy who can be that. Wow. Ours is, you know, I don't think we've had such a low well, class. Michigan's got uh, having some success in the transfer portal. So, uh, yeah, we did. We did. Obviously, Ernest Hausman, <laughs> number one, at least in my book. So, yeah. um, Leo, we've got a we've got a recruit waiting on hold. You you're more than welcome to call. No, 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 no. Hey, go for it. Go for it. I want to. I want to hear. I'll, I'll be more than happy to hear. Sounds good, Leo. Thank you. All right, folks, we are trucking along here. Um, Again, thank you to Alex Moda for being a part of the show. All right. We are trucking along here. Let's get to Leighton Jones, the one and only Leighton Jones joining the show. Leighton, welcome, man. Thanks for having me. Great stocking cap. What's the temperature like in Brownsburg? It's pretty cold. Uh, I actually just opened it for Christmas, so I thought I'd wear it. Uh, Looks great, Christmas. man. And, uh, it might be cold there. It cannot possibly be as cold as it's going to be in the coming days. We got negative high of negative four, I think, tomorrow, like negative five on Friday. So uh, you, you are from the Midwest. Let's just get the elephant out of the room. Um, what's it going to be like uh, in a, a year from now? Uh, and, of course, down the road, playing in a cold and snowy Kinnick Stadium. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really no difference. Uh, it's, it's honestly the same thing. Uh, I've always played in the snow, whether it was for travel and in middle school and elementary. So it's nothing I'm not used to. If I was a kid from Florida or Georgia, I'd definitely be a little concerned, but I mean, nothing that I'm not used to. All right. So we know, uh, the measurables that uh, these different recruiting sites put out there, uh, aren't always accurate. Iowa published this today, and if I, unless I'm I misread this, Iowa in their official release about Leighton Jones, it says you're six four or six excuse me six two. We've got two four seven sports that claims you're six four. What's the truth? Think I am six three. Okay, <laughs> let's just split the difference, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's just split the difference. So you uh, first of all, congratulations on signing. Uh, uh, just. Tremendous uh, accomplishment that you've seen realized today. Um, I, I want to obviously ask you this, this question. We talked with you a while back, but is is your your outlook that you're a future center? 
Is that that kind of the commonality? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely come into full swing now. I mean, whenever I, whenever wrestling practice ends early, I, I get in snaps with my dad after after I shower. And uh, sometimes during study hall, go to the weight room and get in snaps with my head coach. So, I mean, yeah, it's just slowly getting better and used to it. Before and for people who haven't seen our interview with you from months ago, and again, I encourage people to do that, um, you, you you are a guy that Iowa identified as a center, right? I mean, it, it's not like they had a bunch of tape to look at, look at from you playing the center position. So what did Iowa see when they recruited you and offered you um, that, that they kind of uh, explained to you that reason why they thought you'd be successful at that position? Yeah, uh, at Camp KF, uh well, I did pretty good at camp, so KF kind of saw my wrestling background, uh, as well as Coach Bell. Thought I'd be better at O-line than I was D-line. Um, and obviously because of, of measurables and um, as well as my wrestling background, uh, kind of was like a no-brainer for them for S-Center. Uh, most of the guys they've had in the past, uh, like Austin Blythe and the Linderbaum. Uh, Logan Jones kind of came from D-line, wrestlers, um, yeah, so it was a pretty easy comparison for them. What's with the number 65? Why is that so? Uh, that's just the permanent number for all Iowa centers now, Leighton. What's going on there? I, I don't know. I, I had my first photo shoot at the junior day like last year, and I wore 85. And then Barnett just gave me 65. I was like, all right, I'm, if I'm uh, good enough to wear it, then. Let's, let's let's go, but I don't know what number I'm going to be next year, especially if Logan keeps 65. I'm um, still kind of up in there. And uh, for anybody that is not keeping up here, this means we've got an L. Jones who's the starting center, and we've got an L. Jones who will be competing to be the starting center. <laughs> so you love those little those little uh, intricacies, I guess. Um, Anybody that you I know you you have been I said this to Alex Moda who was on the show a few minutes before you jumped on um you, you have been locked in for a while right and and there was never really any doubt that you were going to be signing on the 21st of December but um what's it been like kind of being a recruiter I know you're active on social media what's it been like kind of being at the forefront of this class and you I mean you are the center so everybody thinks that the quarterback is is the guy but boy uh uh, we we learned this from Tyler Linderbaum and and some of the struggles that Iowa has dealt with here recently at that position. Center is a, an absolutely uh, tremendously important position for any football team, especially Iowa. What's it been like being the recruiter uh, as a future center at Iowa? It's been it's been really good, kind of getting getting to know all the guys, um, especially with the O line. Uh, I mean, it didn't take much to persuade some of those guys to be offensive linemen at Iowa, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, just getting to know them, um, just deeper relationships. Because I, I know um, we're going to soon to be um, fighting for each other um, come fall. So, and yeah, so I just want to make a correction. I saw that uh, um, OS for Hawks in our chat says that he's not from Iowa. I said Brownsburg, Iowa. Yes, Brownsburg, Indiana. I'm just we're just excited to get you here, Layton. Um, so my, my, I guess my question, as it relates to your recruiting process, you, you were recruited by, I'm assuming in part by George Barnett. Obviously, different coaches recruit, recruit different positions. But what do you like about Coach Barnett? Uh, he's a really honest guy. 
Um, he kind of told me from the jump he's not gonna like pursue like beg anyone to go. Um, you obviously see that uh, the past few days. He doesn't want to beg anyone. Um, or he's not gonna be an annoying coach. You know, some coaches on official visits they'll blow up uh, kids' phones. Um, and he he's not doing that. He kind of a phone call maybe every once once a week. Um, but yeah, I've gotten to build a great relationship with him, especially since uh, I've committed. Uh, we're kind of like each other's guys right now. Um, yeah, getting my wrestling meet. He was a uh, here for dinner last week. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. I had somebody tell me during this past season, and, and this is no offense to Iowa's previous O-line coach, uh, Tim Bolasek, who's went on to have a, a nice tenure at Wyoming. Uh, he was kind of a yeller and a screamer. And, and I've been told on good authority that George Barnett is not a yeller and a screamer. Um, not, not that, not that both can't be effective. I, I understand Leighton, there are guys who coach in different manners, but, uh, you have not been coached per se by George Barnett, but is that an accurate description of who he is as a person? Definitely. Um, we've also kind of had those conversations. It's something he talks about um, in the junior days and all the visits and stuff. Especially we have had player panels with uh, like Mason Richmond, Connor Colby, Jack Plum. And they said the exact same thing that Polisic was a uh, kind of a yeller and Barnett's really patient Um I mean, obviously, he's going to get on you. Um, but yeah, he's not going to scream. What's it like knowing that your head coach is considered to be an O-line guru? It, it definitely helps um, with my like trust and confidence and the fact that they could get me to where I want to go and um, just get better every single day. And your experience at Brownsburg, how has that prepped you for playing in the Big Ten? It's it's been so great. Um, my coaches, um, we've had like three O line coaches this year, so they all kind of like add in to what they uh, think we should do better. And it's been it's been really good to kind of hear everyone's feedback. And um, we've produced a lot of uh, Division One O, o- linemen, uh, not just me this year, but uh, our center um, our, has offered two from a D one school he signed today. Um, we have probably like two or two or three more guys um, <clears throat> in college football right now, Division One level uh, at O line. So I mean, they know what they're doing. Was it hard turning down Purdue? You're you're an Indiana kid. I know Purdue offered. Was that difficult? It was. It wasn't difficult at all. Um, I mean, it's like a, it's a, maybe an hour away, but they didn't really invite me to their junior days. Didn't make make me feel like I was a priority. Um, and, and the visitors, okay. You know, I, I went to the Purdue-Iowa game this year, and uh, Kinnick Stadium is definitely a lot different than uh, ross Aid. I thought it was yeah, very quiet. I was at that same game. Well, first of all, the wind was a problem. But yeah. uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Kinnick blows ross Aid out of the state. And I and I, I don't have anything against Purdue, but it blows ross Aid out of out of this water. Yeah, and you just have to be there to experience it. Uh, Kinnick Stadium is a lot different than than most places. Last couple uh, moments, minutes of this chat, uh, Ryan, uh, Leighton, uh, people are obviously more than welcome to uh, throw questions into the chat, and Ryan's got one for you. Have you met any NFL offensive linemen that used to play for the Hawks? 
I met Tris Norris on the official visit. He was there the whole weekend, and uh, it was pretty cool to see him there. Uh, he didn't he didn't act like he was above everyone else, even though he's probably one of the highest paid tackles in the league. Uh, yeah, he talked to a bunch of bunch of the other O line guys, like me, Trevor. Got a picture with him. It was, it was pretty cool. And uh, he adds, "Are you a Colts fan?" I'm not really a Colts fan. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of my buddies are. <clears throat> I like Zach Martin. Okay. I kind of I'm kind of a Cowboys Chiefs guy. Uh, Cowboys usually have a good alignment, so I kind of like kind of drifted towards them, especially Zach probably, Martin. Probably a good week not to, um, you know, g- give your devotion to the the Colts. What what on earth? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, of course. I'm talking about the the comeback the other day. Yeah. Uh, that was as much as much in, impressive by Minnesota as embarrassing for Indianapolis. Um, well, Layton, uh, you are planning on getting here, uh, I believe, in the summer, correct? Mm-hmm. So you will be here in the summer, and um, again, just how does it feel to be finally be locked in and and know you're going to be a part of this team in in less than a year? Uh, it feels great. Um... A bunch of a bunch of hard work going into this moment. Uh, something I've looked forward to, not just since I've committed, but since I kind of realized I wanted to play f- uh, football on the next level. Um, yeah, it's been great. So much hard work, um, and now now it's paid off. Even though I have a lot a lot much to go. Well, Leighton Jones from uh, the great community of Brownsburg, Indiana, and you're going to bring that. Uh, Midwest toughness to Iowa City, and uh, we're we're excited to have you here. And and certainly, uh, you know, Iowa has a need uh, along that offensive line, and uh, we look forward to seeing you competing for for playing time here next year. Sir, thank you. Thanks for joining the show, Layton. All right, Layton Jones from Brownsburg, Indiana. Excited for him. He has been a guy just like Alex Moda, a guy who's been at the forefront of kind of uh, off the scene recruiting, if you will. And uh, I, I can't ex- express enough how, especially in this day and age of social media, how important it is that you have these guys early. Uh, I'm talking early commits who are willing to kind of be at the forefront of uh, recruiting uh, because players are almost every bit of recruiters as, as coaches are. I mean, look at the, the Michigan situation. <laughs> we had our caller call in a few minutes ago talking about Cade McNamara and um, Eric Hall, <laughs> that situation. I mean, these these connections, and I understand the situation with Caden Proctor, but but you know Xavier Wampa was a big part of why Caden Proctor committed in the first place. So uh, appreciate Le- Leighton Jones. He he is going. He has got a bright bright future. And I know there were some growing pains for Logan Jones this year, but I, I you trust what they're doing as it relates to identifying offensive linemen and identifying defensive linemen who are going to be offensive linemen, right? I mean, you think you brought up Tyler Linderbaum? What a great example. Um, and Logan Jones is a former defensive lineman. He'll get better. And then, of course, uh, Michael Mislinski, Leighton Jones will get there, and uh, there'll be some real healthy competition. They've dealt with some injuries at wider, uh, excuse me, at uh, at center in recent time. Leighton Jones will uh, help provide some uh, some really good competition for an offensive line that that needs some help. I don't think there's anybody doubting that. All right, before we get to our next uh, individual, actually, let's let's before we get to our caller. Uh, we have got, uh, I believe, Cannon Leonard on the line. Cannon, how you hey, doing, sir? I'm good. First of all, man, you 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 decked out your bed. You didn't do this for this show, right? This has been 
ever since you committed before you committed you got hawkeye stuff everywhere oh yeah it's been like this since since i committed yeah all right so listen i i i mean all the best when i ask this question but i have to ask the question when you committed my reaction on this very uh show was wow this kid's six nine what if he grows to six <laughs> ten are you okay what's your real height Can you just get the elephant out of the room no, I think I'm I'm seriously like a legit six eight or six nine, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> I want to ask you this because that, first of all, your size is intriguing. Obviously, there you know you bring much more to the field than just size. You have a, a really rich football family. We'll talk about that as well. Um, when Iowa recruited you, I'm sure your size got brought up a time or two. Like where? What was that? What were those conversations like? How does Iowa? How did Iowa evaluate you as it relates to being? Uh, taller than most at tackle yeah um ever since the beginning of the re- recruiting process it's been uh about my size and my frame and about how they'll be able to put weight on me and you know a big thing with the game now is offensive tackles being uh, athletic and having a lot of length so I mean that's uh, one of the things that uh, really boosted my recruiting and throughout your you grew up in the state of Illinois right um talk a little bit about your 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 family um again i mentioned at the outset that you've got some uh serious football uh in your family right you, this is a football family talk a little bit about the the leonard family yeah so um my dad's been my i mean i guess my offensive line coach since like third grade and then um my older brother clayton he was offered by illinois and committed right away and he's 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 down there now. Um, he's he's going to be really good. And then I have a, a younger brother also who will be really good. And, I mean, last year we all three started on varsity right next to each other, and football's a big thing in the family. What's it been like growing up in, in the community of Gilman? Um, what's what's Iroquois West like? Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your background. Yeah, um, Gelman is the town I go to high school in, but um, there's actually multiple towns that go to that school. I go to, or I live in the country of uh, Danforth, which has like a population of like 500 people. Okay. So, you know, it's it's a it's a lot of small town living. Like everybody knows everybody, and you know, it's just like a big thing for me was to like represent the community well. What kind of nicknames have you had growing up? with a name like cannon haven't had many not really well there's a first for everything uh, you're gonna have plenty once you get to uh once you get to iowa uh blake in our chat wants to know uh, what iowa offensive linemen have you admired um is, is there any specifically i mean obviously uh, uh, you didn't say you were an iowa fan growing up but are there specific guys that have come through this program that uh, you admire um i mean i Gallery was one guy I really admired once I started to like get to know the program because of his size and how good he was. But I mean, obviously, uh, Tristan Worse is a guy you can really look up to. A really good offensive lineman, yeah. And uh, as far as development is concerned, what's what's the next step? I'm assuming you're going to get to Iowa in the summertime. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yep. So you'll be at Iowa in the summer. Um, obviously, uh, they're going to get you bigger. I mean, you're 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 big. No, there's no doubting that. But uh, they'll get you in the strength strength room and the strength program. But what have they talked about as far as the uh, the initial um, 
acclimation to Iowa football? What's the first step in Cannon Leonard's development once you get to college? Uh, definitely just getting stronger and putting weight on. I mean, I think it was last year after basketball season, I was down at like 240. And now after this football season and like really dedicating myself to the weight room and uh, my nutrition, I've gotten up to around 270. So they just want to keep putting on the weight, but um, they don't want to rush anything. They want to make it make sure it's healthy and it's a good way to put on weight. But I mean, I've already had meetings with uh, on my official visit. I had a meeting with the strength coach and, you know, they're just really going to push me through that program. It's a really good program and just going to, yeah, really develop me into a good offensive lineman. Can you talk a little bit about your strengths? Because you mentioned just length, right? How important length is. And and, and I don't think anybody's going to argue that uh, you have it at six nine. But talk about w- what you give as far as skill on the football field at that position. What what makes Cannon Leonard, Leonard special and uh, a factor for playing time in the future here with Iowa? Yeah, my main things are my length and athleticism. Um, you know, as you said, I'm six nine. I have like a, a seven foot wingspan. Um, but also with athleticism, I've been I've been playing basketball since. I can remember I played AAU basketball. Um, I even played with um, some Iowa basketball commits the past few years. Um, Owen Freeman and Brock Harding on an AAU team. So, I mean, I've always had good footwork and stuff like that. Um, and then also with uh, the small town football, I've, I'm a really physical guy. I played guard the past two years and I just, I just love to hit. That's one of my main things. Rick wants to know what is Cannon Leonard listening to when you have your your uh, your iPods in. Definitely Morgan Wallen. I'm a big yes, Morgan. Uh, but first of all, I'm a I am a converted country guy. All right, so I did not grow up a country guy. Morgan Wallen is huge right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have a playlist, and he's like ninety percent of it. And what's what's three four two three four five? Mm, I don't know. But you're you're a huge Morgan Wallen guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um all right, so um but let's final question for me. Uh, for, again, congratulations on on making it official today. What ultimately sold you on Iowa? They've got you, you know about the history of developing offensive linemen for the next level. You were a guy that I think it's fair to say maybe uh was under recruited. Uh, I think you would probably say you were under recruited. Um why did Iowa, uh, why Iowa from their perspective, why did they uh, offer you Cannon Leonard and why did Cannon Leonard select the Hawks? Um, I think a main reason they, you know, went in on me was the the type of player I am, but also like the type of person I am. Um, I dedicate myself to getting better and I just feel like it's a really good fit for that program. The, the like Iowa football term, like I feel even the coaches have said they feel I fit that perfectly. You know, um, a main reason I chose there is the family feel. I went in and I was, I didn't have any power five offers and they treated me just like they would treat anybody else. Um, you know, answering all my questions, telling me everything I needed to know, and then um, giving me a plan for the future and how they think I could really turn into a great player is probably the main reason I chose to go to Iowa. And I did see one more question here from Drew in our chat. He wants to know, is there, are you locked in at OT at offensive tackle or is, have there been conversations made? Do they, I mean, obviously footwork's important at offensive tackle, but 
there's more involved with being a tight end. Is Are you locked in as being a tackle? Yeah, I'm pretty locked in at playing tackle. I mean, I played yeah. in my freshman year of high school, and that was probably my worst football season ever. And, I mean, this year, uh, senior night, I suited up as tight end, caught a touchdown pass. But I think from now on, it's just offensive line from here. Well, uh, you are an intriguing guy, Cannon, and obviously you take the classroom seriously. I saw that you got an offer from Yale. So uh, you are obviously serious in the classroom, and that had to have attracted the Iowa to you as well. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, being here in, uh, what, just about six months or so. Um, Cannon Leonard from uh, Iroquois West uh, Community of Gilman, Illinois. Congratulations, Cannon, on signing today, and uh, we look forward to seeing uh, your career pan out over these next four to five years. All right. Thank you. Cannon Leonard from uh, Gilman, Illinois. Not from Gilman, Illinois, but from Iroquois West. Um, guy who not taking shots at anybody. It, that's that's on those schools that didn't recruit a kid like Cannon. No other Power 5 offers, folks. And, and there are several in this class. Leighton Jones, I believe, had just, I believe, don't quote me on this. I had it pulled up a little bit ago. I believe just one other Power 5 offer for Leighton Jones, and it was a Purdue team that didn't really, didn't sound like it really took his recruitment real seriously. So Iowa finds a way to identify guys, finding the, the needle in a haystack or the diamond in the rough or, you know, um, whatever, whatever analogy you want to use and developing these guys into potential NFL guys. Um, and yeah, they've done it on defense, but they've also done it with offense, the offensive line. So um, certainly uh, excited to see Cannon and just again, I'm I'm just intrigued by his height and his length. That's six nine. I mean, he, he said he's a legit six eight six nine. So uh, I'm going to trust him on that. Caden Proctor six eight. Now Caden Proctor obviously looks a different part physically. I mean, he's like what three thirty. I mean, he's just a big big guy. But they're going to pack on some pounds on Cannon Leonard, and uh, maybe he's a guy that, that we're not talking about enough because he does have traits specifically with the size that you just cannot teach right um so uh certainly excited to see cannon get here another midwest kid midwest values he'll fit well he'll fit in well with uh the iowa way